0: Welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Our purpose here is to have fun. Have fun basically talking about small business stuff. Along the way, we're gonna give you knowledge and tools to succeed with your small business, whether you're just starting or you're well established. In any in any event, we can we can help you out. Yeah, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. It's a new year. It's the first uh first first little broadcast here for the new and year. It's so our Adam. first
1: live show here. Happy New Year everybody.
0: Ah, my name's Jack Mancini and I'm here with my business partner Adam Sunholder.
1: Yes we're off to 2017 and uh, I think many folks are glad to see 2016 gone but we've got a lot of clients that had record years in 2016 so they had a good time in 16 and are looking forward to another record year here in 2017. Hopefully you are as well if you have your own business. If you haven't started one yet maybe this is the year for you to either start your own business or perhaps buy a company and kind of get out of that job mentality and kind of be on your own and see what it's like to be an entrepreneur who owns your own business. So
0: It's a perfect year for that, perfect year to own your own business. Buy one just like you're buying a pair of socks, almost as easy, right? We help people do that all the time.
1: Got to buy those socks right, though, Jack, right? (laughs) Lightly used. (laughs) That's that's right. And cleanly, uh, cleanly, freshly washed, freshly laundered. So, yeah, we're here to talk about small business stuff, and whether it be buying or starting companies, are always part of what we help our clients with, but also just running them day to day. And a big part of what we, we like to share is our experience. Uh, Jack and I have been together for about 15 years now in terms of coaching small companies, the owners of those small companies, and help with everything, again, from day to day operations. What is a
0: small company?
1: Well, we define small as anywhere from 1 to 25 employees. If you look at things like government stuff or the SBA, which is a small business administration, they talk about like a half a billion or 500 employees. 500 employees on down. But, boy, 500 employees is a pretty big, pretty big firm.
0: Sure is, compared so to 25. You know, there's 25 million, arguably, 25 million small businesses that we define as here in the 1 to 25. Yeah. People laboring in their basement here, uh, one one person company that makes up quite a few of them but there are literally millions of small businesses with under 25 employees.
1: Yeah, most of you listening right now either are, are folks who own those companies or probably work for one of those companies. You look around and kind of you know, do a little head count there. You probably do have 25 or, or, or less employees. And in fact, that's where most of the jobs exist here in our country, and that's a big part of why we're, we're here to help, um, help give some guidance and share, again, between uh, Jack and I, not only have we turned our 15 years together of coaching hundreds of those small companies, but also we've personally owned and operated 20 companies, and. We spent early in our careers at big corporations, so we know what those folks are like as well. And take a lot of the good stuff out of those places to kind of apply it to the small business. So that's a big part of what our show here is all about in terms of dirty secrets of small business. And we'll share some of those and get focused on a how question every week to kind of talk about um, some of the challenges that that owners face, you know, day to day.
0: The how questions. The how questions really are uh, something that in our coaching evolution, we just decided that People who own businesses are constantly stuck in that state of how. They have endless how questions every single day. How do I make the payroll? How do I get rid of this client? Geez, I screwed up here. Uh, how do I find a good lawyer? How do I use my lawyer without paying so much? How do I make the payroll next week? How do I put in cash flow? How do I get more sales? Etc. 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 So we, we feature this whole concept of how because the questions are endless. And what we like to do is say we help small business owners defined as 25 employees all the way down to one get unstuck from a state of how. And we know we can help you. You know, you're, you, you've been thinking of maybe starting a business. Uh, we, we can help you. You've been... Having your own business now for years, decades, you're looking to transition to a sibling or, or, or uh, an employee, somebody that, that basically you've targeted or you would love to be able to transfer this company to for whatever reasons. Uh, we've done that, honestly. <laughs> There's not too much we haven't done, is there, Adam?
1: There's not, yeah. Usually the, the, the how questions that Jack's referring to, uh, again, day-to-day or certainly week-to-week, there are new situations for you as an owner. Now, I don't care whether you've been in business for yourself for two months or 20 years, there's usually new things happening. And again, between our collective experience, there's really very few things that are new to us. We've been through it a bunch, and we have ways to frame stuff. And so a lot of the questions we get um, are just, p- it relates to a particular situation that's come up for, for an owner. And we'll get a quick text or phone call, and it's a five-minute discussion. How do I handle this? How do I handle that? And it helps them to keep moving forward with confidence versus letting things kind of, Sit on that pile over there and percolate for a bit or or all of a sudden you know they forget about it versus let's uh, let's address this thing and kind of move move forward so you know it's like anything else a small little wound that's not addressed right away can become a problem you know versus hey I, I, you know, I clean it, address it, and kind of move on and so we help we help the owners deal with a lot of those little things which seem like little things but can't become big things, help them gain that confidence and be able to move forward that's a big deal
0: yeah, I had a phone call from a client this morning and the The issue uh, was a job that that the our client uh, ran into trouble with. You know, his client was not too happy, and he was becoming very aggressive in terms of uh, uh, rude and and demanding, very emotional. So he had Wait said, "Wait a minute,
1: th- that's, a, that's probably pretty unique, Jack. I can't believe anybody listening has ever had an unhappy customer before."
0: You know, I I think you're right, Adam. Right, let me re. re- <laughs>
1: Wait, what, what kind Let of company was that, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> Is it down, does it matter? No, of course Are you kidding That's me? <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> happens
0: all the time. <laughs> right. So here, here was this tough guy who was his client, and, and uh, you know, what am I going to do? How do I get out of this thing? So we talked it through, weighed a couple of options, developed a couple of, uh, of options, depending on how this person, his customer, would react when he proposed option one or two and role-played. And what happens when you role-play like that you, you you develop confidence that you otherwise didn't have because now play, we, we've talked we through have, this stuff. Were you
1: Guys on stage as actors. What do you mean role play? We what are were. You about? In fact, I, I'm acting. You're co- in a costume on. right now. you can't see it on the radio, but you're wearing that silly if you're hat. You're streaming. You see my you can no, see a silly hat that's not a silly hat. All right, <laughs> 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 we're we're local
0: here. Uh, <laughs> that's a, no, I won't go into I won't go into it All today. Right. Maybe I will later because right. I got my silly hat on All today. But yeah, so what happens is is uh confidence is developed you know what's coming so if we got a tough response you say look you know i'm not going to sit here and take all this and you hang up i mean that's that's you you have the right to do these things and we talk those things through and you know what happened let me tell you what happened adam we prepared for the the role play or for the actual for this client We, we prepared and then after we hung up he called and he called me back all excited because he had a great outcome. It worked perfect, just like we knew it would. Right. And case settled. He's moving on. He's going to have a good day. And it was, hey, how do I do this? That word, how.
1: And it's how? Not, it's, not, it's not uncommon because this is again the hour. Keep in mind, our clients are usually small companies. Okay, so 25 employees on down, and and the client or the customer for them, in this standpoint, was a big customer. You know, it's a pretty sizable corporation. So it can be very intimidating. Here I am, the small little guy. I'm dealing You're with a small big, little guy. I'm dealing with this You're big corporation. You're pretty tall. You're about six no, 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 Talk right about, yeah? about you know these small companies, right? Here I have a small company. <laughs> whether <laughs> I'm a big owner or a small owner, dealing with a big with a big corporation, and they can be intimidating. Or again, part of the part of the background that Jack and I have, again, being part of big corporations, we understand how things work in big corporations, the politics and the things that that, that, that go on that are part of those big corporations. And so, why is somebody taking a very tough stand? How does that work? And so, when it comes to the role playing, you know, usually what they need that kind of tough, curmudgeon kind of guy. They call Jack to role play that. He does that better than I do. I can do it, but nah, I'm, really I'm not nice as good at that. Especially when I got that's my magic hat on. <laughs> that's a specialty <laughs> so my for you. Has. That's that's what that is. So, again, you know, d- 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 your point, Jack. It helps helps build that confidence. We've now role played what some of those tough questions might be, and then be able to correct them. Hey, don't say it this way. Say it that way. Respond this way, or, or again, or your point, you don't need to say anything; just be quiet.
0: That's usually the best case, right? You know, for the most part, the more explanation you do, the worse it becomes. So, yeah, be quiet, be be firm on your stance, but uh, you know, have flexibility. And if you talk it through, all of a sudden, those things are coming at you, and you're prepared for them. Right? What yeah. could be better?
1: Well, it happens it happens all the time. You know, you know, while Jack was getting that phone call, I got a text and a phone call from another client <laughs> who was dealing with some. Uh, personnel issues, imagine that, where you've got folks working close quarters together and all of a sudden one starts to like the other one more than the other one likes Uh-oh. the other one, right? And so, again, that's probably never happened to anybody either before, right? Where you've got those sparks that start to fly within a work environment. It's human
0: nature. <laughs> human nature takes <laughs> over and somehow we're, we're trying to put the squash on that. Ain't
1: gonna happen. Right. And so that becomes uh, becomes even more difficult when it's not necessarily uh, you know peer-to-peer, but if all of a sudden the owner gets involved with it. It becomes it become tough um, and especially in today's litigious society a litigious, big word always freaking suing each other how about that you know people want to sue for everything these days i like that w- i like those words better than so litigious. <laughs> 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 we can ha- we're gonna do some spell checks here on that well you have to spell on the air on the air we're okay but uh you know in terms of trying to be you know be careful of landmines that are out there and Best of intentions, common sense. Wait a minute.
0: What is this, Iraq?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I guess it is. can some, like that sometimes, right? In some right? cases, that's right. So you know, best of intentions and common sense often don't necessarily lead to the best results when it comes to legal situations or potential uh, where there could be lawsuits happening because the law and common sense, unfortunately, don't always intertwine it's a common discussion we have with a lot of our clients. Don't. Boy, often don't often do not yeah. it seems like almost never do right almost never yeah and so um yeah, part of it too is just have somebody to talk about it you know again this is uh, Oh, so so this
0: call you got this morning while I was on the other call. Yeah. See, we get calls all the time, and that's fine, you know. But this call you got this morning,
1: he wants somebody. How to was the how
0: question? You wanted, how, do how do I how do
1: I deal with this? You know, here oh, all of okay. a sudden you know, you know, talked to an employee and they, they said that hey, I've got feelings for you, and the other employee said no. And how do I deal with stuff? And and not wanting to be judged on stuff. And hey, this is a judgment-free zone. I say, you know, this not you know we aren't here to judge. We're, we're here to help, right? But they aren't sure how to deal with this stuff.
0: So wait, how I have feelings for you. I have. I, I oh say this. Jack, I have feelings good. for you. <laughs> feel so then, good, what happens? Jack. If She has feelings for me. We're okay. Right. What if she doesn't?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now well, what? See, I don't think it was thought out that well. See, he, he probably should have called. He probably should have called a few weeks ago before this all happened. Before <laughs> it came out. <laughs> that's right. But uh, the holidays kind of screwed some, screwed some things up.
0: So she doesn't have feelings for him. No. Okay, we got the making of a, a very interesting story and a situation here. It's, so it's, it's
1: still working through. So one mm. of the things I did advise him to do was to talk to his labor attorney to make sure that his good intentions and his common sense didn't get him into trouble, to make sure that you know uh, he knows what he's doing. And, and that was good
0: advice. That. Now, normally normally we don't have such a high-charged uh, potential situation in our litigious society here. i got to be aware of it, unfortunately to To make sure it 's handled right, so you got to defer to a lawyer we hate doing that, but you got to do it sometimes. Well,
1: that 's why we get that call f- that f- 's why we get that phone call first is because they aren 't sure what to do next, and so often we 'll have to kind of direct them that way and here 's how you direct that attorney to make sure that you get you get the response that you need but again if you if you've stubbed your toe that 's okay don 't keep on banging your foot against the wall to where you break your foot or 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 do more damage right that 's part of the idea here to make sure we help to limit that damage. So.
0: The system certainly stacked against you to try to resolve that yourself without outside help, that's for sure.
1: All right, so those are just a couple of how questions that came up this morning, folks. And when we come back here, we're going to get to our, our main how question of the day, which we know is going to relate to all of you, which is how... Do I make more money? Hey, that's a good one. All, all right, so stay tuned. When we come back, we're going to talk about how to make more money. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And
0: I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. We are business coaches, as we said, and we're going to talk to you about some of our business coaching stuff and see where it goes. Hey, what do we got to lose? That's
1: so, right. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. 36, I'm Matt
0: and I'm back to Maximum Value Partners, MVP, Maximum part Value for businesses, And we help you, business owners, small business owners, oops, owners of small businesses. We help you get unstuck from a state of how. That's right,
1: owners, big and small. But as long as you have a small company, that's what we, that's what we help with. That's right. All right, so we're going to be talking about our how question of the week here, which we're going to talk about how to make more money. Before I do that, I forgot I was uh, I was negligent in our first segment here, Jack, to give out the number for folks if they have their own how questions, if they want to join the show here. You're always you're always invited to be part of the show. Uh, the number here in the studio is 440-946-9468. Again, that number is 440-946-WINT. If you're a little on the air live. You can also uh, hit us up on email at radio at maximumvp.com and hit us up with your how questions. we be happy to put them on the air here to be able to address those. And again, like many things, if you come on the air with us, we can help address it in a little different way because often these things are interactive. It isn't as simple as how do I do this and then bam, we can answer the question. Usually there's some some more deepening of understanding what that particular situation is like. But, uh,
0: well, we, we ask Kyle questions in a general nature and also specific as it relates to things like putting a marketing plan together. And you need a marketing plan if you're going to truly drive sales. If you want to make it happen, that's what you need. So we can help you with that. We can help you with all the other stuff that goes into business. The accounting our, our experience over the years have found that very few small business owners understand what their profit and loss and their balance sheet really, A, look like, and what does it mean when you're staring at it. We can help you with that stuff. Uh, personnel issues, finding good people, motivating them, uh, incentivizing them, all that good stuff, all the planning that goes into the business. And we, we have a lot of fun doing it, and the endless how questions all pop out of that stuff. So we know you got how questions out there, and we'd love you, love you for you to call us at 440-946-9468 and share some of those how questions, and we can have some fun with them. Don't you know? Don't don't look at it as uh, end of life situations here. This is uh, <laughs> uh, good stuff that we can solve and probably put you on a good track and have some fun doing it. That's what we're trying to accomplish here.
1: End of life, man, getting all depressing real quick here. That's so yeah. You know, some people and though, and that's you know, right. Let's, some let's people get, get
0: so down because they, they they've been wrestling with these these how questions yeah, yeah. and and they can't feel good about it. You call us and in 30 seconds, all of a sudden you're on top of the world again.
1: I agree. Well, th- th- that's that's true of our question, and, and this is a great question, and given our time of year here, here here we are just finishing up uh, 2016, heading into the new year 2017, and most of you within the next. 60 days, probably sooner than that, are going to be talking with or meeting with your accountant, your CPA. Now, here's a great question to ask your CPA. How do I make more money? Hmm. And this is a great test of your CPA. Often what we hear back from clients of ours that they ask that kind of question is, well, hey, it's real simple. Either A, you increase revenues, or b decrease expenses what's so <laughs> difficult about it it's that kind of flip response that that, that that our clients will often get from their cPA now they don't usually fill in any details about how to go about doing that, whether it be again increasing expenses or or i'm sorry increasing revenue or decreasing expenses
0: well they'll take the, they'll take the bigger numbers on the p and l and and uh maybe uh, suggest you do something there but your your point is well taken it well, would be often
1: hard pressed to find them to suggest anything coming back to my litigious comment earlier many well. CPAs are afraid to give any kind of advice and you and, and i think you all know that when, whenever you sign your tax return you notice that's you know basically there's a, a kind of a cover of the butinsky line on there for the for the CPAs right that <laughs> You know, if something goes wrong they'll help to talk to the IRS for you, but they're
0: who's that Budinsky
1: guy? They are they aren't <laughs> responsible for this stuff. They're saying you are as the owner. Right, this is your stuff. That's right. So these
0: are your, your tax returns that you sign. You know, we, we get we develop these how questions because they're endless. You know, we don't we don't focus on the product that you produce. You're the expert baker, you're the expert widget maker, you're the expert lawyer. If you're know, looking at it, we have law firms as clients, too, as well. We have law. We, <laughs> In fact, our clients run virtually in any any walk of life, any type of uh, be it manufacturing service company, making anything because you guys are the experts. It's the other stuff, the other how questions that perplex you. And that's where we have a lot of fun. So we know you got how questions out there. Give us a call. Test us.
1: All right. And we know that how to make more money is one that's very common that, that most owners of small companies tend to struggle with. You know, even if you're having a good year, you always want to make more, more money. So how do you start to get that framed? And so, again, ask your CPA. It's great to ask because, again, they'll probably talk about increasing revenue or decreasing expenses. But chances are they won't give you much advice or guidance.
0: Well, most people are going to answer that question, how do I make more money? Hey, all I need are more sales. Isn't that
1: all I need, Adam?
0: Well, that's Isn't one that of the it? things.
1: That's one of the things that the, the, the CPA tell you, increase the revenue, not, increase not sales. How do
0: I get more sales? I know, but just that I doesn't come them. That's yeah. right. So if I increase my sales, I make more money. Right. So then ask them how.
1: Ask them how. Just that's th- what that's we it. do. <laughs> we'll, we'll,
0: ask. <laughs> we'll ask them how. You know, how do you increase your sales? But that's not really the, the right answer. What's the right
1: answer? <laughs> well, it starts <laughs> with getting a plan pulled together. Well, yeah, but you want to have profitable sales. That's right, a profit plan. That's the kind of plan I'm talking about. Oh, okay, you're right? going to get to that. That's All okay. Right. No, I and mean a profit plan is a term that we use. That the Many folks will use a term that we absolutely are on a mission to rid the business world of, and that term is a budget. That's, a, that's one of the most awful, dusty, tired, depressing words. It, well, is, it is. It is. That's kind of uh, end of life, you know. I mean, that know, is an
0: end of life kind of uh, situation. I got to do a budget this
1: yeah. weekend. Oh my God! It's very constricting, not very exciting. It focuses solely on the cost side of things, typically, mm. and it's not focused on profits. So mm. the profit plan is going to focus on sales, and expenses, and profits. How do we make profits? Wait, are
0: profits and money the same thing?
1: Depends. <laughs> that's another question people <laughs> get often too, right? Especially this time of year, if you're showing profit. Hey, I'm showing profit. My CPA's tell telling me I have a big tax bill that's due. And I check the bank account. Hey, where's all that profit at, Jack? It's not in my bank account.
0: Headed south. I don't know where the heck it is. I know I don't have it in my pocket, though. So what happened?
1: Well, it may have been spent somewhere else. It could have been... So wait,
0: should it be, how do I make more cash? How do I make more money? How do I make more profits? Are they all the same? Hey, I'm confused. Help Good. me out here, Adam. Perfect.
1: That's exactly where I want you, Jack. <laughs> it's like putty in my hands. You're confused. <laughs> Most people are, too, when they talk about that thing. If you use the term profit versus cash, you know, we try to keep it simple, the way we talk and speak and communicate with owners, and so the idea of making more money. And at the end of the day, what that means for them is, how do I get more money in my pocket? At the end of the day, what does that look like? So it could be increasing salary. It could be oh, increasing wait, What problems, about, what about
0: crediting my electronic account somewhere? I don't want to put anything in my pocket sure. anymore. That's
1: not true. Cash still works pretty no. good for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> it's it's becoming obsolete, though, as I, I've been reading articles more and more about that.
1: All right, let's see if we can get, Jack, less less confused when we come back from break here in terms of we're talking about how do I make more money. So stick around, and we'll, we'll talk more about that <laughs> with Jack here. I'm Adam Sonhalter.
0: And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. We're business coaches. And we can help you, an owner of a small business, get unstuck from that endless, those endless how questions.
1: We can help you out. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sunhalter,
0: And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. We're business coaches, and we've been talking about how questions. Those how questions that owners of small businesses constantly have. How do I make more profit specifically? That's what we're talking about today. How do I
1: make more money?
0: Excuse me. You're right. But wait a minute. I'm confused again. What's the difference between profit and money? Wait a minute. I'm confused again. What's the difference between profit, money, and cash? (laughs) Wait a minute. I'm confused again. What is this Bitcoin stuff? Oh, there you go. Okay. So how do I make more money? How do I do that, Adam?
1: Those are very good questions. And if you have your own how questions, too, if you want to pipe in on this topic, you're more than welcome to reach us here in the studio. The number is 440-946-9468. Again, that's 440-946-WINT.
0: Yeah, call in with your how questions, as we know you have them. We, We know you have a lot of them. Not on your product or service, but on the business side of your business.
1: So Jack's making a good point here. Whether he's doing it on purpose or not, you can never tell. But he's confused, and that's often the case with (laughs) how questions, right? You throw how questions out there, and you think you're being very, very clear. But it's often very tough, as you know, as an owner, to communicate. Hey, I told him I said the same thing 16 different times, and they still aren't getting it. Okay, well, we're saying the same thing. The language you hear or, 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 or what's taken in is very different, or the frame of reference is very different. So your point about profits versus money versus cash versus Bitcoin versus PayPal versus, you know, you name it, right? That's versus right. A, versus an ETF. Versus, okay, there's lots of ways that those things kind of start to happen.
0: We all kind of know what money is, but really we don't. I mean, for planning purposes, you know, we, we start with the the idea of profits. If your small business is making profits, good things should be happening. There's no reason that they aren't. Uh, regardless of where you are in the cycle, whether you've been making a lot of money or making a lot of profits before or you've been losing a lot of profits. If your company's making profits, chances are there are sunny days ahead here. And that's where you want to be. Right. And we'll call that more money. People will get that confused. But profits are not money. But, hey, wait a minute. Yes, they are. Or, no, they aren't. How do I answer that one, Adam?
1: Yeah, so so they are. they are <laughs> tied together. And we alluded before. We're we're often there'll be meetings with CPAs that we hear a lot about in terms of there's a lot of profit, and therefore there's going to be a tax bill. But there's not much, or or certainly not as much cash in the bank or available as it shows. That's either in in profit or even what's owed to pay Uncle Sam. And so those profits can be hidden in a lot of places when it comes to the cash flow of the business, right? In terms of making money. Which is kind of a separate topic, Jack. We can address it, I guess, here for a couple of gotcha. minutes. Gotcha. Okay. So, you know, cash may, may disappear in ways that, <coughs> that don't show up on the on the P&L in terms of showing profits. One is in terms of how you're financed. If you have some debt, if you're paying off debt, you aren't going to see those debt payments reducing your profit. Okay. So That's right. If, if okay. If I you, can understand that. And a lot of owners, get they get PO'd about this when we talk about it. So wait a minute, I paid off fifty thousand bucks in debt this year, and you mean I don't get any credit from Uncle Sam for that? We say, Well, you get a little bit of credit. So what do you mean? I said, Well the interest you paid on that, which is usually a very small fraction, especially in today's interest uh See world, that's
0: where that's where people start get, to get, get confused. confused sure. Yeah. So and
1: So it's real money, it's real money going out that you've now spent to kind of pay down to pay down. I debt. made
0: I made these profits, but it it's not going into my bank account because I paid off a bank loan that, or at least down on a bank loan that, that I took out a couple of years ago. Right. But wait a minute, that bank loan when I took it out gave me a lot more cash, didn't it?
1: It did, but you didn't pay any money on that bank loan when you took the money out, right? If you took a line of credit and borrowed money, you weren't paying, you weren't paying taxes on that.
0: Okay, and I could see that on my balance sheet if I know what my balance sheet looks like. Yeah. How many small business owners do you think, Adam, percentage-wise? Look at their financial statements. And in this Regularly. case, not the official definition of financial statements, but a balance sheet and profit and loss. How many, what percentage
1: do you think? On a regular basis, I'll define regular. We like to make sure they're looking at it at least monthly. Um, I'd say monthly, probably less than 10%, probably less than 5%. Yeah, I'd, I'd share those I think a lot of folks probably look at quarterly, maybe. Yeah, that'd probably be a little higher percentage, maybe maybe 25%, maybe maybe a third. And when, um, they're,
0: when they're looking at the balance sheet and profit and loss, they don't know what they're looking at. Well, again, How many times have we tested that?
1: Oh, yeah, because they aren't usually looking at it in a vacuum, Jack, as we know. They're usually they're looking at it because they're sitting down with an advisor of some type and kind, typically a CPA, and typically it's the CPA presenting the numbers, not the owner.
0: So there's a lot of head nodding going on by the business owner as the advisor slash cpa is explaining the profit and loss and balance sheet and after about a half hour if if his eyes have not rolled totally to the other side uh... basically they get up dutifully and smile and grumble about the tax bill they have to pay and the fee to their accountant and they move on so that's not answering though. How do we make more money? How do we do no, that?
1: That's usually where it, t- t- it tends to come up. So how <laughs> do I make more money to make sure I can cover much of the stuff? So, so debt repayments are one place where where cash money tends to tends to uh, get sucked out of the business. That's one area. A couple other areas where it may show up, and again, you'll see it on your balance sheet. Is one is accounts receivable. So depending on how you're filing your tax return, you may show revenue and profit of money you haven't collected yet. So you may have some receivables that are there. Again, you're paying taxes on that stuff even though you haven't collected it yet.
0: Revenue. What's the what's the, let me you that's know, we're we're gonna confuse the people out there, the people being in our listening audience, that's okay. Because right. 'Cause what'll happen if we confuse them, they'll have some how questions. And they might even call up and say, Hey, how do I understand what you just said about this stuff? But when you talk about revenue, what are you talking about? you're gonna say something like top line. Top Sales. line of what? Sales. <clears throat> Sale. Sales. Well, why'd revenue. you call it revenue then?
1: That's well, the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> same thing, different term.
0: Oh yeah. Well, if I d- if I run a QuickBooks report on my profit and loss, it's gonna sh- it's gonna say income. I know it will. So what is that? What? What? Why is that? Isn't that the same then as sales and revenue if it's on the top line? <laughs> it is the
1: top line. The top line your P and L. That's the top line. Hmm. Okay. So that's money coming in the door. How about that? Let's keep it simple. Money coming in the door. It's supposed to be coming in the door. Stuff I've sold. Okay. I've sold you something, Jack, and you agree to pay me for it. That's, hey, my, that's this my sales. Th-
0: this stuff isn't complicated. Coming through the door. Coming over the transom. Yeah. <laughs> that's
1: right. It comes <laughs> over the transom. That's, it happens that way. That's <laughs> what email does and the websites do, right? It's like the virtual version of the transom just kind yeah, of n- comes n- over.
0: No wonder nobody knows what the heck they're looking at. You know? It's all right. Boy, it sound, this sounds pretty confusing to me.
1: All (laughs) right, so... Sorry, I'm
0: confused again. We're going out of another segment. I'm going out
1: confused again. Well, so our sales come in, and we may not collect all those sales yet because we're going to have receivables. We're giving our clients some credit, right? So that money still (laughs) isn't collected yet. But, again, if you're done on what's known as an accrual basis versus Mm -hmm. a cash basis, it depends how you pay taxes. So account receivables is another area where it might hide. Uh, Accrual, isn't that a food? Accrual food? I don't know. It might be. No. Oh, okay. I don't know. That's the way you account for, for... for your business. <laughs> accrual and cash. Okay. We're gonna be getting instead of people calling here at four four zero nine four six nine four six eight they're gonna be calling their they're CPA. Gonna call, they're gonna be calling
0: the police. We're call so their so. CPA and say hey, what, are what's this accrual versus
1: cash stuff, right? <laughs> so <clears throat> a couple places that that, that that money can get sucked out of the company. One is we talked about is, is is repaying debts. That's not gonna that's not gonna impact your profit, okay? So you're going you're still gonna have to pay taxes on this stuff. It's paying off debts. It could be on receivables, accounts receivable that you haven't collected yet. And the third big place is going to be inventory. now we had a uh, uh we had a lot of retailers over the years and you know when Jack and I walk into retail stores and if you have a if you have a if you have an owner a retail store kind of walk you through their store, they'll tell you all kinds of stories about all these things that are on the shelf, right? But Jack and I are very impartial and we see dollar bills sitting on those shelves. It's money. It's money you've decided to invest in putting that it may be a dusty product sitting on that shelf.
0: As it moved or sold, moved and sold are synonymous. Right yeah, for our, for what we're talking about here.
1: So often that's where cash often cash money gets caught up in terms of the business. And so if those things are flowing through well, and if you don't have debt, okay, so that's a good thing. And uh, you know there are some smaller companies that are debt free, so they aren't you know they, they aren't having cash sucked out by the by debt payments. But most have to deal with accounts receivable, and many have to deal with inventory. And so a lot of money tends to go into those you know, into those areas. We have other areas, too. We have a lot of clients that are very uh, good at, with different ideas, and often they'll invest money in different ideas where you don't necessarily <laughs> see that going either, right? That's right. <laughs> so there's lots of places where the money can, can dissipate, to. But I guess I think to your point, Jack, as we're going with this, is to understand what your numbers are telling you very that's important starts, that's how, starts, uh, how could you make
0: intelligent decisions without
1: doing that but most people give up your point the eyes start to roll when the cPA is talking about it and they, don't, they and they don't encourage them to wrestle through with this stuff or, or, or to struggle through and push through with it and have them present their numbers until they start to kind of get it so stick stick around we we'll we we'll come back from our last break here we're gonna we'll, we'll keep on this discussion here in terms of how to make how to make more money in your business. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And
0: I'm Jack Mancini, and we will. We'll focus now. We'll wrap it up over the next segment about how to make more money and get you out of all the, the, the weeds here that we've taken you. It's communicating, communicating business language and running it and executing it is very difficult. And that's what we've been doing the last three segments. We'll talk about how to make more money when we come back here.
1: Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter.
0: And I am Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. We're business coaches, and we've been
1: talking today
0: about endless how questions that owners of small companies have. And we've been uh, featuring and batting around, how do you make more money? And we've been doing that now for about 45 minutes. So this last eight or 10 minutes here, we're going to sort of talk about how do you make more money? The original question that we started with, how can we do that? Adam, how can we make more money? Let's sort of give them a path. We don't have to be real, real specific, but we can uh, tell the folks out there without defining some of the terms, how do you make more money? What's rel- the first thing you do?
1: Well, I alluded to that a little bit earlier in terms of you know, one of the keys is the profit plan. Okay? But that profit plan plugs in usually to the bigger picture. So you have an overall goal for your company. So if you're at half a million dollars in sales today, where do you see your company? You, you know, what, what goal are you trying to achieve? Is it half a million a year? Is that a good number? Are you looking to double or triple or quadruple that size? So big picture, what, you know, what are you trying to do? And maybe you pick like a 10-year period. Here's where I see my company 10 years from now. That's an important part to plug that profit plan in because that profit plan is going to be that first step to making that a reality. So
0: the, the, the plan you're talking about would be a, a a spreadsheet with the top line being sales and then all the expenses below that to come up with the very last line called profits. So if we if we put together a profit plan, a lot of people will be skeptical and say that's all a bunch of hooey, that's all a bunch of pie in the sky. I can't predict what's going to happen tomorrow. It's a guide. And, and if we do do that, how do, you, how do you get that sales line? How do you mess around with that?
1: Well, you've got to know either. For, for if you've been in business for a while, usually you've got a base that you can kind of start with. And so that gives you a portion of what you're going after. And then you start to figure out, well, what things do we need to do to be able to grow this thing? That's where you get together a nice little marketing plan to be able to grow it. It can be pretty exciting to kind of lay those things out. If, if all of a sudden you have a goal, we had a client doing this actually last week. I've been a client for a little while, and his goal is hit, uh, now, he's talked about it for a while, but really his goal is to get that million-dollar mark. That's a big goal for a lot of folks, it hit that million-dollar mark in terms of sales. And for the first time, he got up to the whiteboard, and he could start to lay out and, and crude assumptions. You know, To your point, Jack, I'm trying to detail, but here's where I see the steps to get there. You can see it almost clear as day in the... The energy in the room was palpable at that point. Because again, as we talked about numbers and and forecasting and everything else, people might kind of snooze. That's kind of boring. No, we're talking excitement. Yeah, the, the energy that was there. Hey, he can follow He's been talking about this million dollar goal for years. But he sees it. now. He can now. see it now. And, he, and 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 again, you know, it's like being proud parents. Sir so Jack and I are sitting back, arms crossed, kind of watching him put this thing on the whiteboard. Where he is again, he he could see it's it all spewing out. Here's what I want to be able to see and start at a very high level and start to kind of you know, delve down. It's, it's a lot of fun when
0: that happens yeah. for everyone in the room. Well, okay, so I do this profit plan here. It's all neat and nice, and, and uh, it's all futuristic stuff. Well, who's, who's going to do this? Who's going to do the stuff that's in that plan?
1: Well, that's where the organization piece comes in, having good people. That's you know, One of the challenges that the many owners face is they often figure out the first thing that they, that, that they can do to make more money, Jack, is just to work more. Put more hours in and work harder to get you know, c- you know get things pushed through that way. Some of the more courageous folks or nuttier folks will hire people and bring them in. I say they're kind of courageous or nuttier because often they're doing it on faith and hope. They aren't and they've never doing done it. it. They yeah you know, they, they, they aren't are. doing with a plan in place in terms of hey, here's what we're going to do and here's how I'm going to if, if I bring Jack in here's how I'm going to be able to direct Jack in terms of what I want him doing. And to say hey, if I bring him in, that's kind of seeing all have them do some of the things that I'm doing, and then we'll kind of keep plowing ahead. So there an a plan. I just say in recognition that it'd be good to have more people on board. So finding good people that plug in to do a lot of these activities. Well,
0: you use the word direct. Like, you know, I bring Jack on board, and I direct Jack. So what kind of leader? You know, a lot of a lot of people who own business businesses today either had experience in their life before they started their business, and if it's decades ago, the whole way that, that companies were run, command control, the leader would be barking orders from the corner office here. And a lot of, uh, and, and we could call that style a management style. Well, that management style is infiltrated throughout businesses today, especially small ones. So that's not how you want a modern 2017 company to be run. You want a company that's led by somebody who's a little more enlightened. And what does that mean in 2017 with millennials and free time and balanced life with with work and and all the what seemed to be new concepts they really aren't new they're just focused on and and talked about a lot more they've always been the right way to go I think but what what do we what kind of directing and leadership do you do you, uh See, running your company, executing that profit plan that you put together.
1: Well, a big part of this, Jack, in terms of leadership, is understanding yourself first and, wh- and what, you know, what your natural style is. And you know, using tools like we use, we use a, a behavior assessment called DISC, D-I-S-C. There are a lot of tools out there these days, but being in, uh, understanding yourself first. What kind of style are you? you know, how do you approach? Are you that guy in the corner who's always barking orders? That's the that's style you are. Are you a little too quiet? You know, again, but understanding who you are, first of all. Because you can lead no matter what your style is going to be, right? Right. And it's always the case that the owner's style and personality, whatever you want to call it, will infiltrate and direct the activities of that organization. So it's very hard-charging, aggressive, pushing forward. The rest of the organization is going to kind of get in line with that. If it's a little slower, more plodding along, again, same thing. The organization will will get in line with that. The natural way that the leader is is how things are going to happen. So... If you understand yourself first, you can understand, okay, either I, you know, if I want to change what we're doing, it starts with me changing myself, one. Or two, I can also bring in people that can help me change, too, in terms of different styles of people that are going to come in to help do some of the things that maybe I'm not so good at.
0: There's but a the there's a lot of stuff in the behavioral science world here that that really have just evolved well in probably the last decade or so. And those tools, you know I, I, as you know me, Adam, you know I was never a big advocate of the the H R approach to uh, running a business, but uh, these things come through HR, and if you're a small business, obviously you don't have an HR. department, but you can you can be introduced to those behavioral aspects, and it makes you a much better person, and if you're a better person, your company's going to be a better better company. It just I mean makes you to more translate
1: yeah just, uh, you know it makes you more aware. it also gives you a common language to use to talk about things as we were discussing before, communication is very, very difficult, so having that common language, Jack is always very key from that standpoint. very much so so doing it on purpose and, and make sure that you lead within a style that makes sense for you. You don't have to be whether it's you know a buddy of yours somebody you used to work for, whether you're a second or third generation, the way the prior generations did it. you got to do it in your way if you try to be something you're not. It's a it's a it's guaranteed failure from your standpoint. You're gonna hate what you're doing, and you're gonna be you're gonna be absolutely miserable. You know, as the months and years go by, well, you got to do it in well, your way.
0: Well said. So we also have okay. We've been talking about how to make more money today. Well, one of the biggest things is certainly money in and out of your pocket short term. Uh, if I could get the the next three months and be able to go to bed every night without worrying about money. I mean, really worrying about it, like payroll due next week, and I have no idea how I'm going to do that unless I really am able to call in favors and talk to some people. So how do I, how do I get by that one? Because I can have the best plan in the world, and I can have all these things that you're talking about here, but if I'm really worried about money and I don't have money, uh, what am I going to do?
1: That's right. You've got to be able to forecast your cash out. We often suggest people to do it on a, start with, with one week, you know, by day. Then get one week down, then make it two weeks and three and four, and eventually you get to the point Jack's talking about where you've got 90 days. Three months, you can see. You can see where the issues might be, where it gets a little bit tight or where things are flush with the cash. You're kind of knowing what you've got versus just looking at your bank account today or how things are today, but be able to forecast those things out. So if we get those things in place, you're gonna have a much better sense of how you're gonna be able to make make more money. I think we kind of covered.
0: Well, you know, let me let me let me ask you this. I was reading an article yesterday about Warren Buffett. You know who he is? Mm-hmm. He has a few bucks in his pocket sure from week to week. He was talking. He was advising. No, not advising. He was suggesting in a, an address to some college kids, either through graduation or what, that the most important course that they could have. The most important course is public speaking. If they could become good at that, their success is almost totally assured, and that's high success. In other words, being able to present yourself and sure. your company.
1: It's a good thing to have. It's a good way to wrap it up, too, Jack. Yeah. It is. we're, we're unfortunately out of time for this segment or the, for the show today. So oh, we, we can pick that up yeah. again next time. So Thank <coughs> you all for joining us on this week's edition of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We're here every Monday from noon to 1 Eastern. If you want to get a hold of us when we're not here in the studio, you can give us an email at radio at MaximumVP.com or give us a call at 877-849-0670.
0: Okay, at Maximum Value Partners, we have a lot of fun with our business coaching, and we can help owners of small companies like yourself get better. We just can You should give us a shot.
1: All right, learn more Dirty Secrets of Small Business next Monday at noon. Thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com.